Hi listener, Uh, so as many of you have probably guessed, there isn't going to be a usual normal Two Grown Men episode this week, that's because uh, my second son was born last Friday morning, and I'm currently in shock. Uh, Well, it's more like post-traumatic stress disorder really than anything else. That's not true, of course. Um, Amy admittedly might be suffering from a little bit of post-traumatic stress, um, but uh, that's because the whole process of giving birth was much harder for her than it was for me. I mean, if she's to be believed. I think she rather went on about it a little bit. Certainly, I had a lot of sympathy for around the first 12 hours. But uh, after the first 12 hours, when we were heading towards what, probably about hour 20, uh, I did wonder if maybe she was milking it somewhat. So anyway, uh, very early on the morning of the 20th of March 2015, uh, my son, Max Jacob Papa Constantino was born. Uh, it hadn't occurred to us. Uh, Max was a front runner for his name for a, a really long time, and uh, it hadn't really occurred to us until someone had said on Twitter quite how manly the name Max Jacob sounds. Uh, so I've been uh, going around on social media and around the house calling him Maximum Jake quite a lot. Um, I dare say over the next few weeks, James and I will be talking a lot about what it's like having a second child in the house or a second baby in the house. Uh, For us over here, we've got a newborn baby along with a toddler who's really just getting to that that right age where they can actually exert quite a lot of force, uh, which is a a bit nerve-wracking. We've already established that Noah is incredibly gentle with Max, he's been very, very cute so far, but but he he doesn't really know what he's doing a lot of the time. Noah doesn't, and also we've got two dogs, which uh, it's been established on the show before, are much bigger shitheads than James's dogs. So um, it it's a very nerve wracking situation we're in, and it's a very nerve wracking few days we're having. Um, added to which uh, we found out while uh, Amy was in the middle of labor and we were uh, she was in a birthing pool I was on the phone uh we uh, finally completed on the house that we've been trying to buy for a few months we've been trying to move for well over a year um and there have been endless delays on this house that we are uh are going to be moving into now on Friday but um, this coming Friday, but that means that everything's up in the air. Goodness knows if I'll have uh, internet by next week or what'll be going on, really. So it's it's kind of crazy at the moment, and Amy's exhausted, and I'm exhausted. A conversation uh, I've had a few times, or two conversations I've had a few times recently. Uh, the first one I we were having with a midwife the other day, um, which is, and I should stress that Uh, I think Amy and I have quite a healthy attitude about this, especially after similar situations with Noah. But it it is amazing to me that as a culture, that as a culture, uh, we've taken women who've 
just been through one of really the most impressive physical feats a human being can do, which is deliver a child. And then uh, created this uh, this possibility for a feeling of huge personal failure in those women uh, in terms of how they deliver food to that child afterwards. Uh, the stigma around breastfeeding is a huge thing. And actually, it's uh, one of those few things that we talk about on the podcast where looking at it, uh, it's uh, over the last few years, I've had a, a bit of a, a turnaround on uh, on the subject of patriarchal th- thinking and uh, the, the layers of privilege we all have. I, I'm, I'm my thoughts on the whole thing, as I'm sure you know, if you've listened to this podcast or any of the other podcasts I'm on, um, I've been on. I'm still by no means particularly traditional or or binary on the subject. Uh, but I, I, I'm definitely at a point now where I can see where most problems come from patriarchal or paternalistic society, or a lot of the problems we deal with. But the breastfeeding thing, really does feel like a pressure that women put on other women. I mean, it's possible that it's just because the men I've met don't really care about it until they have it drummed into them, whether they should care about it or not, from things like the NCT here in the UK. I don't know if there's an equivalent in other countries. And maybe a lot of the guidelines, or almost definitely a lot of the guidelines that uh, midwives and uh, breastfeeding culture and uh, maternity culture go from are written by men but it's hard to see where the system of control like who benefits from it it just seems to be one of those things that is very well meaning uh but just puts an insane amount of pressure on women so there's that that's one conversation we've had there's a a thing i've been thinking about a lot is um that one of the ways we try and encourage people to do things that they think they are incapable of doing uh, is is to tell them, oh, no, it's completely natural. Don't worry, it'll be easy. We do this with swimming. We, we do it with kids and physical stuff. Or when we're trying to teach, well, anyone really about technology or 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 science or or anything, we, uh, ev- we uh, even sometimes in quite encouraging ways, in quite nice tones of voice, we'll say to them, oh, just don't worry, don't stress about it, because it'll just come naturally, your body will know what to do, or your brain will know what to do, or this will be easy, you'll, you'll do fine in that exam, you know this, it's fine. All we're really doing a lot of the time is setting people up for failure, I think, uh, and nowhere is that more clear to me um, at the moment than in the whole breastfeeding thing. Oh, we definitely talked about that before on the podcast. But the other thing uh, that I've been uh, th- that actually people around me have been very kindly uh, pointing out to me or making clear to me is um, that it's really quite hard work being a birth partner. 
Um, the reason you don't tend to think too much about how hard work it is being a, a birth partner is that at the time that people are doing it, they're normally in the room of someone who's who's working far harder than they are. But uh, the truth of it is that if uh, if uh, you turned up to work one day and your boss said to you, right, there are a few emergencies happening today, so you're going to be working for at least 24 hours, uh, probably longer, but I can't, I can't give you an actual uh, a real amount, a, a really clear amount of time that you're going to be here. It's just going to be a really long time, and you're not going to get to sleep. There'll just be a couple of uncomfortable chairs that you can maybe, maybe sit in while all this is going on. There'll be long periods of waiting, during which you'll be seeing the person you care about the most going through pain like they're being tortured and um, it's very unlikely that you will uh, be able to have any food during that period beyond the odd like couple of crisps or you know a crappy sandwich um, if if your boss said that to you if that was your working day one day in the week uh, I think most people would acknowledge that that's a pretty bad day Um and uh, so a couple of days after, like for, for the couple of days after uh, Max was born, I was kind of wandering around in a daze. I almost crashed the car driving <laughs> driving home at lunchtime. At lunchtime, the lunchtime after he'd been delivered. Um, and uh, just because I was exhausted and I knew I shouldn't be driving, but there was no other way for me to get home to somewhere where I could sleep. Um, and... Uh, it was kind of surreal because you're stuck in that weird stage of being completely like uh, washed out and just beaten down by the uh, complete assault on your stamina um, and at the same time feeling a bit guilty about even saying anything or really feeling anything because you know your partner's gone through much, much more uh Noah was induced and so uh Amy was very conscious that that it it was pretty traumatic because birth is hugely traumatic for uh, both the woman and the baby um but apparently uh, a a labor being induced is kind of a sprint Whereas a natural labour, uh, especially one that goes on for as long as this one uh, did, uh, is much more of a marathon. And it, it was kind of a shock uh, to Amy's system. She knew it was going to be difficult, but of course a, a lot of people had uh, told her that your second one is way easier. And that was not uh, what she found to be the case. So... Um, she keeps having little flashbacks actually to I'm laughing uh, because uh, I, because I didn't go through it um, but she keeps having little flashbacks to the to the uh, to the pain um, but anyway mother and baby are home and healthy um, Noah has uh, met Max and seems to really be taken with him, which is nice. Noah does like babies, so and if I'm talking a little bit quietly um, and I seem a little bit distracted, it's because 
uh, I'm actually on uh, bottle duty so Max is, is down here with me I'm, I can see him and I keep hearing him making little chipmunk noises and it's hard to see if he's asleep or awake he just did that little thing with his hands that's like they're falling, the babies do they go, I'm falling, oh no I'm not I was just dreaming, it's weird being outside of human body uh, I don't know if I necessarily like it um, babies cry a lot and uh, I think people get annoyed by it which I find really strange when a, when a grown up cries or even when a, an older child cries there's, there's quite often a lot of like emotion and ego involved and quite often you just think well maybe they could suck it up a little bit more but a baby really only cries for one of four reasons, uh, four or five reasons, and they're all really practical, necessary things because they have no other way of communicating and they wouldn't know how anyway because they don't really even know what they are yet or what the world around them is. And those things are uh, they need feeding, they, they feel hungry, uh, they need winding, uh, which is a side effect of, of the way we as humans eat really inefficiently when we're that age. Uh they uh, need uh, changing, uh, which, you know, is because they've sold themselves and that's very uncomfortable for anyone, um, especially a baby. Or they need sleep, which is kind of a little bit counterintuitive because all babies do is sleep, cry or eat. Uh, sometimes they sleep, they eat while they're sleeping, which is which is kind of fun. And the fifth thing uh, is uh, is they cry because basically... Uh, if you went from being noth nothing really from existing in this totally warm uh, totally symbiotic situation to suddenly entering our world and having to deal with air and noise and, and light and all of those things uh, the way a baby does I think, I mean some mornings I wake up and kind of want to have a cry about that now, and I've been doing it for 41 years. Uh, whereas basically a baby's waking up every like half hour, they're waking up and going, where the fuck am I? What's going on? What's this? What is all this about? Uh, whereas someone like me or, or maybe James, um, admittedly, it's, it's kind of more like you wake up and it's like, oh, this again. Which I guess is why we're not screaming the whole time. Uh, but, I mean, a, a lot of the time. Speaking of James, uh, James and Nicola. James will hopefully uh, will record something next week. A lot of the stuff I've talked about today, um, talked about during this episode, we will be going over and over and over anyway because I, I probably am not remembering any of the pertinent stuff about the last few days. Um, but James and Nicola in particular... Uh, our friend Kath looked after our dogs. Uh, James and Nicola uh, did the slightly more important thing of looking after Noah while we were in the hospital. And actually, for a little while afterwards, they very kindly uh, g uh, gave me the opportunity to get a, li get a little bit of sleep when they didn't have to. So I mentioned earlier that uh, Amy and I are getting used to having two children in the house, uh, a toddler and a baby, really, so not even children yet. Um, and I know that James has uh, has found the experience of having two children in his house quite interesting as well. 
which I'm I'm sure we'll talk about. Um, I guess I mean the last thing to say really is uh, thank you to everyone who has been very kind uh, to to me and Amy across social media. Obviously, the people who've who've been doing it in in the real real world in Meet Space, sorry as well. Uh, but um, yeah. I'm uh, maybe flattering myself to say that I'm maybe more self-aware, uh, more painfully self-aware than a lot of people who post lots of stuff about their children online. I do dote on Noah. I, I'm also very conscious that, uh, well, and Max now, um, and I, I'm very conscious of the fact that parents can be tedious um part of the reason James and I started two grown men was so that we didn't have to have lots of conversations with children about not with children about children to people who weren't interested you know if you're listening to this it's cuz you're interested uh, so you're opting in um but nevertheless people are always very kind uh when I post about uh the being a parent on Facebook or Twitter Actually, Facebook's kind of this. This is kind of this sort of stuff is kind of what Facebook's for. Um, Twitter, on the other hand, I wasn't going to let the birth of my second son go without mention on Twitter. But you never quite expect as much of a a, a response to family stuff on Twitter. It's not really what it's for. But um, the outpouring of congratulations and likes and favourites and stuff from people um, has been really lovely to see. Um, it's it's very kind of everyone, so thank you very, very much. Now, if I can only work out how to harness what gets that sort of a response for all of the stuff I actually try and promote online um, will be sorted and uh, and uh, this time next year we'll be millionaires but uh, I think you have to basically attach a baby to things to, to make people care about them this much anyway never mind that was uh, Max in the background there just letting me know that I should probably be wrapping up uh, this very special episode of two grown men, uh, one grown at one point, let's say one one point one grown man. I've said in the past that it's it's quite interesting when you have a child. The reason that the reason parents go on about every damn little landmark uh, that they do is because a lot of the time you spend a lot of the time looking at them when they're just this lump children when they're just this lump that can't do anything and you know that they're going to be a person and and that they'll be able to do all of these things but for a lot of the time you spend an awful lot of time just staring at them and they're just inert they're doing nothing and so every time they unlock something it's uh, like um the game uh, prototype uh, where you spend the first scene of the game with all of these powers it's because it's a flash forward and you can do all of these things 
and then uh, the game proper starts and you can't do anything and you have to unlock all of these skills and powers that you could see before uh, you that you actually played before and having a baby in the house is kind of like that and it's weird because it's no less like that with the second one um he's such a funny little spud sorry just staring at him as I said, we'll probably be back to normal fairly soon, uh, although obviously we'll be talking about uh, loads of new baby stuff all over. There he is again. <laughs> that uh, that probably means you need something, actually, doesn't it? Um, as always, you can listen to all of our previous episodes at uh, two, the number two, grownmen.net. Uh, you can also listen to us on your podcatcher of choice. Please do rate and review us or leave any comments. Uh, if you've got any questions, you can email us at 2gmpod at gmail.com or you can follow us on Twitter at 2gmpod or you can talk to James at jamesmomb or me at nicksite, N-I-X-S-I-G-H-T, both of those on Twitter. We've also got a page on Facebook as well if you're on Facebook. And that's it uh, for this week, I think. I'm sure we'll talk about wanking and pop music again next week. Uh, But for now, uh, good night. Mm -hmm.